Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that in the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly from Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia. I'm riding solo today, uh, but that's no big deal because we got a lot of games to talk about and a lot of stuff to talk about uh, with this last week of Angels baseball. So I'm going to start off. Obviously, our last podcast we recorded was Wednesday night, and that was um, during the game against Texas. We didn't get all the way through it because um, by the time we got done recording, the game was still going on. But, um, you know, one of those games where the Angels really felt or we really felt the Angels could have won this game. Um, unfortunately, they drop the second game of the three game series of Texas seven to three. Julio Tehran um, was cruising pretty well until the fifth inning where he uh, gets in some trouble. Obviously, he goes four and two thirds, gives up six hits, five runs, four Ks, one walk. But also that fifth inning just in general just um, has kind of been the Angels pitching staff's kind of hurdle like if they can get over it they seem to be doing real well after that if they struggle with it then it just kind of opens up the door and and people just seem to walk right through so that fifth inning alone you're talking about two doubles two singles three walks a hit by pitch and a sack fly um and exactly what the angels didn't need to uh to try to get a win at texas and the weird part is coming off the the great week they had weekend they had with against the astros you would think uh this wouldn't be that big of a deal, but obviously Texas ended up being a little more challenging than they thought originally. But um, again, Julio Tehran goes four and two thirds, six hits, five runs. But a lot of those five runs came again in that fifth inning, but um, not a whole lot of offense, three runs only uh, by the angels. And, you know, it's just something that was, it's kind of baffling for angel fans is that, you know, you play against a Texas team that is last place in the division and you can't take advantage of it, but you play a Houston team that is really good, a uh, San Diego team that is really good. And you seem to always perform um, against teams like that. So to that point, the angels had never beat the Texas out of all this season and not even in their new stadium. So um, it was kind of odd to see that stat come across the board that they had yet to beat Texas um, this season. So they go into Thursday afternoon game. Um, this game, obviously, a lot of hopes because of who was on the mound, and that was Dylan Bundy again, um, someone that I think a lot of Angel fans were surprised at the season he is having and um, continues to have to this point, just absolutely uh, has been dominating um, on the pitching mound for the Angels, which, again, um, going back to 
the beginning of the season, I think there was a big question mark as to what he can bring and what he can do for the Angels this season. And I think he's proven that um, he's going to be here to stay at least for next year, uh, his last year of his contract. And hopefully they're able to build something uh, more arms around him during that time. So Dylan Bundy, again, seven innings, seven and a third innings, only gives up four hits, two earned runs, 12 strikeouts, and got a pitch count up to 105. So obviously he's always going to be that guy that uh, if he's on a roll, he's going to get you 100 pitches easy every game, it looks like. Um, one of those runs came early in the first inning, gives up a leadoff triple. Uh, then the next at-bat, I believe, was a ground out, but you know uh, produces, the, produces the run. But ever since then, he just absolutely cruised through it until the last, his eighth inning, where he again gave up a base hit and then gives up a triple to get that second run across the board. But, you know, from the beginning to the end, if you take away that, that, that middle part, he was absolutely dominant, absolutely um, in control every step of the way. Um, Angels were up early in the first off this Jared Walsh three-run home run. Walsh drives one out to right field. Gallo is going to watch this one go. Big fly for Jared Walsh, and the Angels have a 3-0 lead. Up, oh, make that yeah, three definitely lead. So, um, Jared Walsh again. Um, this guy, I'll talk a little bit more about it later, but kind of coming out of nowhere, kind of, um, you know, a guy that's been in the system for some time now. Um, it's glad to see him get more consistent playing time with the departure of Estella. Obviously, um, Walsh is the guy that is going to kind of be that second first baseman, and you know, it does. As of recently, it seems like he's getting more at-bats than Albert, but we'll see how it plays out uh, not only the rest of this year, but um, going into next year. But the Angels weren't done yet. It would be 3-1 until the top of the fifth when Trout hit his, hits a solo home run, his 16th of the season. That is hammered out the left field. What were you saying? That's his second in Texas, and it extends the Angels' lead to 4-1. He went down and got that one. And that one was an absolute bomb. If you were watching it on television, he got a hold of that one. And like I mentioned at the time, 16th home run of the season was leading the MLB. And I think um, somebody got a home run on the next day. So now he's tied with the lead. But still, um, Trout, again, having a MVP type of season, an MVP quality season, which uh, for Angel fans, I guess it's kind of something you come to depend, uh, come to expect. But it's also great to see him. Um, performed the way he has. And like I mentioned, that um, put it to four to one. Uh, you know, that kind of put um, everything to rest, everything to bed. Uh, the Angels would end up winning six to two. Uh, kind of like I mentioned on the back of Dylan Bundy going seven and uh, a third innings. Um, obviously, a lot of question marks are with the Angels bullpen right now. Um, but this is, again, they're so up and down. They're so great one game you know, giving up everything the next game. And this is one of the good games. Um, you know, uh, Buttry and Myers come in for uh, ending in two-thirds, but absolutely shut it down. Um, no hits, no runs, one walk, three strikeouts. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's frustrating as fans, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before, about the bullpen because you see guys perform. You see guys um, do well. You see guys come in there, have shut down innings, and then – for whatever reason, the next ones, um, for whatever reason, the next time out, they, they're not able to throw strikes or able, they just leave stuff over the plate too much. Um, I, I just think, I just think, you know, I'm not sure if it's the season. I'm not sure if it's, if it's the players themselves, but it's just, you know, uh, unfortunately they get the up and down, uh, bullpen they've had this year, especially after last year when they had a pretty decent bullpen. So, 
that salvages a win in Texas. They lose the series uh, two to one, but they move on to Colorado the next day. And that would be, um, you know, obviously in Colorado, you think about the the high altitude and balls flying out left and right. And for the most part, the balls weren't necessarily flying out a whole, a whole of a lot. Uh, I guess as much as you expect them to be a lot of doubles and, and bases, they were able to get runs home. But the first game in Colorado um, was Friday and the, the pitcher on the mound for the angels was Griffin canning. He went five and two thirds, seven hits, three run earned runs and five strikeouts. Again, canning another one of those arms where you're looking from to develop, you know, be developing a positive way this year and then kind of hopefully get the best canning you can get next year when there's a full 162 games. Another young guy that's early 20s in the Angels rotation. Um, and if he continues to develop a guy that can be in the Angels rotation for um, many years. So the Angels obviously would get up early to the uh, 2-0. Um, you know, I you kind of hope that when angels get up early, like they were, they would be able to hold it. But it just seems like every single time they get up early for whatever reason, uh, they're not able to hold it. But like I mentioned, they're up two Oh off a couple of hits from, uh, Rendon and Upton. Uh, and then the Colorado Rockies would end up tying it in the third. And then that was kind of how it would be the rest of the game. Again, um, it was two, two all the way to the bottom of the fifth where the, uh, Trevor Story would triple in a run and make it three to two Colorado. And then the top of the eighth, um, Jared Walsh, again, coming in in a really kind of a clutch situation. He was able to um, get a hold of one and hit another home run. Uh, that would have been the fourth of the year and uh, tie the game 3-3. Going into the top of the ninth, um, again, tied 3-3. Anthony Bamboom, backup catcher, who is also kind of having a surprising year, I think, a lot of the catchers are kind of having surprising years considering um, that position and what we kind of thought that position was going to be at the beginning of the year. But Anthony Bamboom homers to give the, the Angels a 4-3 to three lead in the top of the ninth. And again, this is kind of what I was saying earlier. The bullpen is so up and down that you would think, okay, top of the ninth, um, they should be able to close it out. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. So in the top of the ninth, you have uh, had Butchie come in. Again, his last outing was great. His last outing was one, two, three. His last outing, um, he was able to shut guys down, get two strikeouts in the inning. So you're kind of expecting him, okay, let's 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 close out this game and continue the kind of the role that the Angels have been on for the last you know week or two, week or two. A bunch of comes in, uh, he gets the first out, no problem. So we're kind of figuring, okay, cool, this is going to be one of those innings, and then gives up a, a home run to tie it on the second, uh, the second batter. Um, you know, and that kind of shows the uh, deficiencies, I guess, in the for the Angels this year is another blown save. That was number thirteen uh, blown save of the year, and that would be, I think, still is right now at MLB uh, leads the MLB with the most blown save. So um, you look at it if, if they can convert half of those or um, five of them, uh, the situation in the playoffs. Uh, could be totally different right now. And it's just unfortunate because it, it does seem like Madden has tried a lot of different arms, a lot of different guys in that um, ninth spot, whether it would have started out the season with Hansel Robles or now Ty Buttry. And then you see uh, Pena come in. You see, um, 
you know, you, you've seen a bunch of guys come in and, and Middleton for a little about for a little bit. Um, it just seems like none of those guys can, can grab a hold of that, that role and run away with it. Um, all those guys I mentioned have shown glimpses of being able to, but for whatever reason, the consistency part of it has not shown up. And, and I'm not sure why I don't, again, I don't know if it's the weird season, but you would think by this time into the year, you would be able to work all that stuff out in the beginning of the year. That made sense. The short, uh, you know, short, uh, spring training, the off time, the short camp, like that stuff made sense to me why they would be struggling at the beginning, but for them to be, I mean, we're two weeks away from the season being over. They shouldn't be struggling like that right now, unless there's something mechanically or, uh, physically wrong. And, and, you know, it, something could come out at the end of the season saying so-and-so was, you know, nursing that aching back or nursing this, nursing that. But as of right now, from what we know as a public, I think there's no no reason why one of these guys can't get into that closer role and, and run away with it because it's they've shown that they can. They've shown on numerous occasions that they can. They've shown on numerous occasions that they are able to um, close out games and, and, and have a dominant – Angels were able to have a dominant closer, um, you know, on the team. So that gives up – uh, Butchie gives up the tying run, have a blown save. So uh, next batter gives up a double. They intentionally walk Daniel Murphy to go first and second. Um, uh, and then they pull Butchery, Uh And then, you know, strike out. So you now you have two outs. Again, another thing that's been um, hurting the Angels is the two out runs. Um, unfortunately, they walk Trevor Story, and that brings up Charlie Blackman to uh, – up to the base, two outs, bases loaded. Kind of like one of those things as a kid you always talk about, like, oh, I'm so-and-so, bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the you know ninth. Um, unfortunately, Jose was, wasn't able to get ahead of him, was down three to one, and kind of left one right over the plate because he knew ball four does the same damage as a, a pitch down the middle. So uh, Charlie Blackman isn't a guy that will miss a lot of those, and he did not miss that one with a, with a walk-off grand slam. The Angels lose it four to eight. Um, the second walk-off grand slam this season for the Angels, obviously the first one coming at the home or not home opener, but the season opener in uh, Oakland. And um, now this one against Charlie Blackman, again, a, a very frustrating game as a, as a fan on, on how I felt. Again, you're going up one Oh, in the bottom of the ninth, you get that first out and then just kind of the wheels fell off completely. And as myself, I'm not sure what, the angels can do now, as far as there's no trade deadline, there's no, um, hot prospect closer type in the, in, in the minor league. So there's no, I have no idea what the angels can do right now to kind of fix it. It's going to be something they're going to have to address in the off season, something they're going to have to address. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep the internal options or maybe, sh- uh, uh, shop around, but it is something definitely, I think, uh, has been very noticeable that not only for fans, um, but I'm sure the front office sees it too, and it's going to be something that's going to be real interesting to see how the Angels deal with that going forward because, like I mentioned, 13 blown saves. You get five of those saves back. Now you are in a playoff position making a run uh, more securely to make a run for the playoffs. So, um, you know, it, it, it it's frustrating as a fan. It, it's super frustrating to see a game that was very winnable like that um, kind of slip through their hands and um, – I don't know about people out there, but it's kind of like one of those things where you'd rather lose a game, you know, like the Marlins 29 to nine and be out of it right away or lose it at the last minute, the last at bat, the last inning 
uh, knowing that you could have, you know, pulled this one out. So that was Friday's game. Again, a very disappointing game. Now we go to Saturday's game, yesterday's game. Uh, we are recording this Sunday before first pitch on Sunday. Um, so this is Saturday's game. Um, some news before the game. They had um, brought back David Fletcher from the IL. He's reinstated from the IL, and he was playing. Didn't didn't um, factor into the game too much, um, but it was just nice to see a guy like that, a guy that should help this offense and this defense um, more through this rest of the season. Again, we are about two weeks away from the final game of the season and, and it has absolutely flown by, but it's great to see him. Um, you had Upton back during that last, uh, I believe during that Friday game back from getting hit twice on the hand. Great to see that it was not serious and hopefully he can continue to kind of grow and, and um, you know, I'm not going to say develop because he's kind of a fully developed guy, but it, it shows that he's the type of guy and it might be next year too. And I hope fans don't forget this, that he might start slow again, but, he has shown that after he gets X amount of at-bats, X amount of time um, to work on stuff, he is just as good as any other outfield option the Angels have um, right now. And so hopefully Upton, uh, again, can continue to produce during this uh, during the rest of this season and, and into next season, even though he probably will have another slow start. But again, 162 games. If this was 162 games, I don't think the um, slow start by... Upton would be a big thing at all. It was the fact that the Upton slow start happened with such a condensed schedule. If this was 162 games and Upton was able to keep it, keep it going, I think his numbers would actually even out um, and would be able to uh, be very respectable. So hopefully that we get that from Upton next year. So now moving on to Saturday's game against Colorado again, Jaime Barea took the mound and he went five and a third with five hits, two run runs, two Ks, two walks. So, um, Jaime Barea, again, kind of like I was talking about with Griffin Canning, another young guy that the Angels have invested a lot of time in, now seems to be kind of be turning a, a corner. Um, you know, he hasn't gone super deep in any of the games as far as like Bundy, like, you know, into the eighth inning or even into the ninth inning, but he has been able to um, go out there, get into the sixth, get into the seventh at times, and give you a very good um, numbers again with this one only two earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts, five hits. So, um, another very good outing by um, Jaime Berea. So it was a low scoring game all the way. The Angels, um, the Angels do add one in the sixth by uh, this Albert Pujols RBI. And here's the next delivery, and there's his shot that's out on the left side. That's going to bang off the wall. The ball gets away from Tapia. Now he finally retrieves it, and Rendon is going to be waved home, and he will come in to score. Albert has an RBI double, and he has tied up the ball game at two. So exactly, it's tied 2-2. Angels, or Albert, you know, not producing the home run numbers that I think people are used to, but it does seem like he is making good contact. He does seem like he's making, um, you know, that one just missed. He's making contact. He's making actually more doubles, it seems like, than he is home runs. But this actually puts him at um, 669 doubles. That's fifth all time on the on the uh, record books for MLB. So, um, you know, Albert's able to produce somewhat again, I think, it's, he gets kind of a bad rap because of the number on his contract, which makes complete sense. You pay for something, you want something good in return. Um, but if if he was a guy that was just paid 
whatever the average salary i think your production you'd be happy with that production but with with the emergence of walsh we'll probably end up seeing pool holes you know more in that dh spot more maybe time off and and hopefully that means walsh will be able to keep on um producing keep on maturing keep on um you know getting better and can kind of slide into that first base uh position next year again whether that's as a backup or the the majority of the time, you know, I'm not sure what their plans are going to be with Albert going into next year. Again, the contract um, is running out pretty soon. So if Walsh can be a guy that can kind of hold down that first base uh, position for the next couple of years until maybe they get a, a younger, you know, a, a, another first baseman, maybe a younger guy that can develop into the minors or something like that. I think that's a really good move for the angels. Um, so kind of like you mentioned, Albert tied that game up. Um, they would go tied all the way into the 11th inning when, again, that guy, Jared Walsh, comes up to bat. Next one on Walsh. He swings at this one and lifts a high fly ball. It's carrying deep out into right center field. It's out of here. And, again, that is a Jared Walsh with a home run in the in the 11th, a three-run home run. Um Again, this is really cool to see a guy like that work his way up to the majors and um, produce and, and, and produce consistently. And he's been on, you know, four home runs, four days, an absolute uh, tear at the plate and um, absolutely deserves all of the playing time he is getting right now. So, uh, again, you know, there's always some good, some bad. The Angels do win this 5-2 um, to two at Colorado. So, Pretty much from the last time we talked Wednesday to now, the Angels are two and two. So, um, you know, they still need to make up some ground on some of these players. They still need to make up some ground on some of these teams. Um, but, you know, this game on Saturday night, again, I, I, I've said it, I don't know how many times in this podcast alone, but um, the bullpen, you know, one day they give up five runs in one inning. The next day, they're shut out. The next day, they give up a walk-off grand slam. And then, then this game, they go five and two-thirds with zero runs and one hit. Like, I don't know. Again, that's that's me just being just at a loss for words about this bullpen. You know, you can see them do it. You can see it do it for a, a long period of time. I don't know, you know, what's why one night they're they're lights out like this like i mentioned over five innings of shutout ball and you had the guys in there that you're normal you normally see so you know guys that have had struggles in the past are in here right now like a uh uh pena like um uh myers went two innings he's looking really good lately but like a butt tree and andres a hobie milner like those guys all came in in this game and really shut things down and it's just for me confusing to understand why they had a game like this zeros pretty much all the way across the board. And then they had a game on Friday where they're able, where they get guys on base to give up doubles, they give up home runs and it went to lead. And it just seems like, I don't know what it is because, you know, obviously being tied and being tied late in games, these are all considered high leverage situations. Myers, two innings, uh, Buttrey's ninth inning, um, or 10th inning. And then obviously Andres 11th inning. So these are all, really high leverage. I just don't understand why the bullpen struggles at times, but I guess on this one, it's glad to see that it, it pulled through again. Angels win five to two at Colorado. The third game of the series um, is going to go happen about a half an hour from now. Again, we are recording this uh, Sunday morning. 
So we will see how the series ends. So we're going to um, run the commercials and then we'll be right back after this. No, oh, those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks here. Cream of crop. Men start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. And Manscaped engineering team obsessed over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. The just released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last you 90 minutes so you can take longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. Oh, yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, that ain't kidding. They ain't kidding. It's the cream of the crop. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. And we are back again. We are uh, anytime you want to get a hold of us. That's all angels podcast at gmail.com. All angels podcast at gmail.com. And um, 
not only there, but on our social media, Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, follow our Facebook page. Uh, we've done a couple live uh, podcasts through there uh, with Chris and Johnny. They should be back Wednesday for our regular uh, podcast. But before that, um, just kind of give a glimpse of what's going to come up in this next um you know, a couple, couple weeks, like I said, the next couple weeks are the last weeks of baseball, but I'm always, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how this last week plays out. Cause you got some teams that again, the angels should be able to, to beat and take advantage of. Um, I believe to this time as recording, they are still only four and a half out of the while of the final, uh, playoff spot. Um, Astros came back last night to beat the Dodgers, for I don't know how many people, but you kind of have to root for the Dodgers today and, and, and to uh, beat the Astros. But um, looking at the the week ahead and even you know the rest of the season, obviously you have the Diamondbacks coming into Angel Stadium on Tuesday, off day Monday uh, for a three day series. Old friend Cole Calhoun will be back, um, so that'd be interesting to see how he get uh, his reception. I, I wish it was with fans to get a bigger reception, but obviously the the players will uh, undoubtedly probably be giving him a hard time. Uh, him getting our first or second and people talking to him and stuff like that. So that's going to be really fun to see. And then they have another three-game series, a four-game series, a wraparound series against Texas next weekend. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And that's going to be the last homestand of the year. That's going to be the last time the Angels are going to play at Angel Stadium, you know, barring barring a um, uh, play, some kind of a playoff run. But even then, there is a bubble talk about Major League Baseball Major League Baseball's playoffs. So, yeah, you have three with the Astros, four with Texas, and that's it. That's all they have at Angel Stadium. And then you go on the road against two against the Padres, which, again, um, are really good, and they're really going to be battling for a playoff spot at that time. Um, And then your last series, your last three-game series on the road in L.A. Um, You know, and if if the Angels take care of business against the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, there's a very, very good chance that those three games at the end of the year against the Dodgers at Dodgers Stadium will be, you know, for for something would be for, um, you know, playoff, you know, Dodgers might be playoff seeding for the Angels. It might be just getting into um, the playoffs in general. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this last part of the season goes and how the last part of this um crazy 2020 season ends because obviously it is going to be something really interesting to see. So, um, yeah, that's them kind of, that's us kind of looking ahead and, 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 and we will obviously be, um, with you guys the whole way through. Again, we're trying to do two podcasts a week. Uh, Wednesday again, we'll be back. Get your questions in at all angels podcast at gmail.com. Again, all angels podcast at gmail.com. Get them answered by us on Wednesday and we will obviously um, talk more about the games that have happened today and Monday's game or Tuesday's game. And then uh, hopefully Chris was, will be there with his Curators Chronicles and he will be um, doing a little show and tell. So definitely pay attention to our follow our social media at Halo underscore Haven because we will be posting when and where we'll be going live. Um, we might try to do some YouTube stuff too for the podcast. We're still kind of working that out. But definitely, like I said, follow halo underscore haven so we can uh tell you guys where to watch uh the podcast and 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 watch it live before we release it um 
to wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, but again, we're going to be here for the rest of the year. Um, 2020 it's coming to an end. It's kind of crazy. 2020 baseball season is coming to an end. It's, it's pretty crazy, but a lot of questions out there. A lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, games, not a lot, but a lot of stuff to be decided playoff seedings, playoff teams. And again, if the angels can take care of business in the next week or so, and, and maybe close out that, that gap from four and a half to maybe two or, or a game and a half, um, going into that last week of baseball, it would make it a really, really interesting. And hopefully um, they're able to do that. Now they're getting more guys back. Like I mentioned, they get Fletcher back from the IL. They got Upton back uh, from getting hit twice on the hand. You have um, some pitchers that are, are, are really seem to be turning the corner. Andrew Haney is taking the mound today against Colorado. So hopefully he's able to um, continue on the, the streak he's been on. But obviously Dylan Bundy has been un believable as the season has gone on so um again we'll be back wednesday for our normal podcast i am daniel garcia and you have listened to another edition of the all angels podcast this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.